everyone, this is Kathy Valetti, and welcome to another amazing episode of Ed Up Career Schools, The Scoop. We are now in season two. Woo woo. And like I told you guys before, season two is dedicated to my admissions peeps. So three weeks ago, I had a guest on, and her name is Venetia Lewis. She is an enrollment specialist with the Institute of Medical and Business Careers. Uh, Venetia has been in the industry for about 17 plus years. So that does mean that she has to be a little crazy, right? We all are. That's how we last so long in admissions. <laughs> but she was talking about how she is able to stay ahead of the curve, how she's able to continuously perform and exceed expectations. A lot of it has to do with her mindset and having some type of plan, okay? So I want to be able to go a little deeper when it comes to planning out your day. Remember, when we're talking about admissions, everything has to do with forecasting accurately. Because remember, you guys have daily, weekly, class start expectations, and sometimes it can get a little overwhelming, especially when you're nowhere near meeting your expectation, right? But a lot of that has to do with not being able to identify where you're falling short and not even having a plan in place that's going to help you get to your expectation. All right, so first off, what do you do when you come in? All right, and I hope that answer is not going to be, I come in, I hold my head down and I just dial aimlessly and try to get somebody on the phone because that ultimately just leads to burnout, okay? Before you can forecast for the day, one thing that you have to understand is your forecast adds up to the entire team's forecast so that your leader can forecast accurately to the executive team. So you have to check your voicemails and your emails. And I, was, I know some of you guys are thinking, well, duh. But keep in mind, when you end your workday, your students are still online all night long and they're researching different schools and they're requesting information from multiple schools, right? But you may have had people that you spoke to the day prior and they were not available. And guess what? While you're sleeping, they're sending you an email saying, oh my gosh, I can actually talk today at two. Okay, so you have those emails and you have those voicemails. Get that out the way. Then after that, now you got to look at your activity from yesterday. Okay, you got to think to yourself, what did I have going on yesterday, if anything, right? You might have had a number of appointments that you set yesterday and half of them probably didn't show up, right? So you have those appointment no-shows that you can actually revisit. You have people who probably still need to complete the enrollment process, right? So you may have people who you actually interviewed, but they did not complete the um, enrollment agreement. Or you may have people who completed the enrollment agreement, but they didn't get a chance to test if you have an entrance exam, right? So you have people who actually need to continue the process. Then you have first time appointments. So based on all of that activity, you can say, well, you know what? I do have four no-show appointments from yesterday. I have two people who's actually coming in to complete the enrollment process. And I have about three first time appointments. I think I feel comfortable forecasting three enrollments for today. Okay, but then remember, you still have other activity that you can include in that equation. You have brand new leads, right? 
And then you also have uh, follow-up appointments and follow-up calls. Now, here's the deal. Did you guys know that when it comes to the admissions role or any sales role, the number one area where most people fall short is when it comes to follow-up activity? Why is that? Because a lot of times when you're talking to prospects, they may say to you, you know what, I'm not available at this point in time. Can you give me a ring tomorrow? Can you give me a call this afternoon at three o'clock? And where does your mind automatically go? Where does your mind automatically go to? I'm not calling this person back because they're brushing me off. Keep in mind, your students are busy, right? Your prospects at work. Some of them have kids. Some of them are in the midst of personal obligations. So you have to be able to give them a chance. If someone tells you to call them back in the afternoon and they don't pick up, what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> call them back again. All right. And then ask for a PDO while you're at it. But those follow-up calls are going to be so important. Now you have the entire equation. Now you can forecast because the worst feeling is to come in every day, hopeful, and you say to yourself, you know what? Mm -hmm. I'm going to kill it today. I am going to forecast four lives changed, four enrollments today coming my way. And then you really think about it and you're like, where the heck am I getting four enrollments from? Hmm. And then what happens if you don't meet that expectation, eventually you begin to internalize that, right? Now you start feeling like, oh, maybe this is not for me. You feel as if you're not progressing. And all of that could be avoided if you just look at what you have first and then you forecast what you think you can do for the day. Okay, so that's how you develop your plan. So after you forecast and after you've taken care of all of the new leads, now you're thinking to yourself, okay, what the heck am I supposed to be doing for the rest of the day? <laughs> There's so much different things that you can do during the day. All right, so let's break it down. So first off, you have PDOs who are not converted. Now, some advisors are getting to the point where they feel comfortable asking for PDLs. And this is one of the areas where a lot of advisors feel a little shaky, right? Because you think that your students are going to be thinking to themselves, she didn't even help me yet. And she has, she's asking me for a friend. It all depends on how you ask for the PDL. You have to make sure that you're building these students first, right? So during the first call, you can easily say, hey, if there's a friend or a family member that you would like to bring along who can act as a support or can help you ask additional questions that you may not remember at the time, guess who they're going to bring? The PDL. At the ending of the interview, if you're saying to them, you know what, I really, really um, appreciate your time today. I understand, Kathy, that you are dedicated, you are motivated. You know, kudos to you that you're willing to take this next step in your career. We need more students just like you. Do you know of anyone who can benefit from our training here at whatever your school name is? Those are two different ways that you can ask for a PDL. But now when you start to generate them, you got to make sure that you're calling them and use the person's name who gave you the PDL. They convert the absolute highest and they're free, but it's the easiest conversation. You know why? Because their friend or family member already sold the school for you. So the excitement level is already at a 10. The only thing that you need to do is correct some um, questionable information that they might have given to their student or their friend or their family member, because we know our students have selected hearing. 
selective hearing, right? So we want to make sure that we're able to get in there and correct some of those facts. But those PDLs, from the first time that you contact them, after that, you are supposed to follow the same process that you follow with any brand new lead. Because now that PDL is a lead. It's called personally developed lead. And what happens, sometimes advisors may give one or two rings, and then after that, that PDL goes right out the window, right, until somebody else gets it and converts it, but then that's a different story. So just make sure that you're converting your PDLs. You also have older leads. Here's the deal. Sometimes advisors are so hooked up in all the new stuff that's coming in, right? but they forget about the old stuff. And a lot of those leads are not necessarily people who are like, ah, oh, now is not the right time. It could be someone who did not have their high school diploma at the time. Now they have their GED. It could be someone who was an international student and they had to get their documents evaluated. So now when you follow up on them, guess what? Their, doc their documents are translated and evaluated, right? You may have someone who was actually on vacation and now they're back. They were out of the country and now they're back. They were attending another school. It didn't work out. The most you can do is follow up on these people. There's so many different things that you can actually pull out of some of these older leads. And there's a lot of juice in these older leads because one thing that you have to keep in mind, no does not mean never. It just means not right now. So sometimes you may be talking to a prospect who may say to you, you know what, now is not the right time, but guess what, next week, seven days later, could actually be the right time. It is your duty to follow up, all right? So we have the follow-up calls. We have enrollments who never started. Sometimes you may have people who drop off right before the class start because they have emergencies, right? And then because they drop, you're like, oh my gosh, I knew this person was flaky anyway. And then you never called them back. Sometimes things happen, the same thing, the same way things can happen with us, right? Sometimes we think that does not apply when it comes to our prospects, and that's not necessarily fair, okay? So you have enrollments who never started. You have cancels. So cancels are a little shaky because these are people who actually started the program, and then they dropped somewhere along the line. So you want to make sure that you check with academics before you bring this person back because some of these students may not be allowed back for different reasons. Right? So we have enrollments who never started. We have cancels. And there's so many other leads that are in here. You have people who probably felt like, you know what, their confidence was getting to them. And they're like, you know what, I think I'm comfortable where I am. Until they spend three more months in that same job that they hate. And now all of a sudden, they're crying out for help. The bottom line is sometimes you have to make sure that you are utilizing all of the resources that are given to you. If you come in every single day and your goal is to just dial away and pray that something sticks, dial away and pray that somebody answers the phone, you are going to leave defeated and deflated every single day. Now in admissions, we all know that it's up and down, right? So there may be some of those days where you may just come across somebody who's definitely interested and ready to start. But we call that the lowest hanging fruit, and that's probably 2% of this business, right? 98% of admissions is really being able to help um, get people to really think about their current situation and why the situation is no longer good enough for them and inspire them to do something different, okay? 
And sticks plays a huge part in making sure that you are increasing those class start rates. Here's one tip for you guys, okay? And I always hear this from an amazing person. She always says, replace, do not chase. Okay, remember, we're not in the business of trying to, let's say, convince people to do something better for themselves, but your role is to inspire people to want to make a change. And if you enrolled someone and you invested all of your time into them, you poured so much into building them, inspiring them, right, and helping them realize what life can look like after training from your school and then seven days later, you have not heard from this person, do not waste your time. Because what's gonna happen is if you continue to keep these people on your books closer to the class start, you're gonna be thinking, oh my gosh, I have all these people when you really don't. And a couple days before the class start, they're going to start to fall off. And then you're gonna start thinking, what did I do wrong? Well, here's one thought. You should have canceled them a long time ago because we can always reinstate them, right? So that all goes into setting the standards when you're initially interviewing your prospects. This is something serious, right? This is their life. So you have to be able to paint a clear picture of what life can look like after they graduate the program, all right? So make sure that you open up your book of business and you are scrubbing that list every single day because then you'll be able to keep a clean book of business, all right? But make sure that you have some type of plan for the day before you even forecast and make sure that you have some type of plan throughout the day so that you're able to keep your sanity. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you would like to set up a free demo for your enrollment team, don't forget to head on over to lessons.motivatewithkat.com. This training is one year unlimited access for your enrollment advisors. And it's filled with tons of interactive videos, presentations. I'm giving it all away. They're getting all of my downloadable tools that will bring them immediate results. So if you are looking to take your team to the next level, don't forget, once again, that website is lessons.motivatewithkat.com. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Till next time, later.